Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome back to Riff Rage. Uh, this week, we're going to continue into the lingo for noobs part two. There's a lot to cover, and we, we kind of cut it short last episode. Um, so we're going to continue it. This week, we have me and Chrome as your host. Jarvis cannot make it. Uh, we also have a guest. Uh, Red Bear is a close friend of mine, and he is extremely new to League of Legends. He's only level 10. He is a true level 10, has no idea what's going on in the game. So I figured it'd be a good idea to bring him in and ask the questions that we can't really think of ourselves for the noob-ish lingo. So, Redbeard, do you have any questions for us off the rip? Can you think of anything you want to ask us? Well, to start off with, like, not so much lingo as much as it is mechanics and therefore um, the lingo that goes along with the mechanics. Um, like... There are things where I notice uh, people are doing different things or um, setting up, talking about different builds that they're putting into the characters. And I'm just kind of sitting there going, how to, or I'm sorry, into the champions. And I'm like, okay, how do you do that? Or if you go on YouTube and watch these beginner beginner's guides on people, they're talking about runes. And okay, what is rune? And how, how do you figure out how to map all this out for your particular champion? So... I cheat. I haven't built my own room page in probably three or four years. Uh, I brought this up a few episodes back. I use a uh, website, Overwolf. They have a program in there called Porofessor. Shout out to Porofessor. Not sponsored. Wish it was. Um, Porofessor gives you a rune list every time you pick a champion in League of Legends. It's a third-party program. So if let's say I pick Leona. It automatically tells me I can import these runes and is the highest win rate rune page out there right now through pros and through lower elos. So I haven't actually had to make a custom rune page and I don't know how long. But uh, back in the day when we had to do it before I used Professor, I would look uh, like if I'm playing Leona, I would play a lot of tankier builds with her. So I would go through and use like Resolve and um Brambleback and a couple other things um item wise in the room page. I would just try to build her as big as possible and as thick as possible through my room page. What about you, Chrome? Uh yeah, I I I'm spoiled too. I use Professor and I tried other ones, but um also I think when you're first starting out having you know two or three champs that you're trying to learn will help you a lot. Or even just picking one, one tricking, like we've said before, is always a good idea, at least to start with. It helps you get your uh, muscle memory on abilities and stuff down really well. Also, so like like I play Vi jungle a lot, and Vi can be built in multiple different ways. So you can set your room page up for like Conqueror, um, and you're going to build more Brawler. Or you can go... Uh, Halo Blades, which means you're probably going to go Lethality. So um, playing one character for a while straight will actually help you learn different ways to build that one character. And some characters you don't build very many different ways. Other ones are more versatile. Um, but I, I always feel like you know picking like one character and really you know getting that character down and then moving on to next the next character is going to help you a lot because you're going to learn different builds what what they do for the character instead of just trying to you know in general just build for stuff but you, you just definitely playing one character one trick in a character for a little while learning them is going to help you a lot with builds and stuff so it's more or less one of those things where you got to just keep 
pounding yourself into the wall and learning the different items that you can purchase and stuff like that and using them to see how it feels to then therefore get the best outcome while using Portifessor to try and also baby you into it. Yeah, pretty much. I don't suggest a newer player use Portifessor right away. I think you should take the time and play around with the room pages and learn what they do and how they affect your gameplay. Like when I first started playing League of Legends, I didn't really pay attention to my room pages. I didn't think it mattered that much. And they, they do. They mean, you know, they matter a lot. So I would suggest just, you can always go on Google and do gametimeprime.com slash League of Legends runes guide. They got the top guides right now for the top lane, ADC and everything. So like right now for ADC, your top thing would be domination with Hellblades, Taste of Blood, Eyeball Collection, and Ravenous Hunter. And then you would go through Precision with Triumph, Legend, uh, or Alcridity, I can't call them, mess this up. You go to Legend, Alcridity, and that's the top one for ADC right now. So if you guys want to, like, if you're newer, try to learn what those actual runes do. Don't cheat and use Professor like it's, like the older players do because we're lazy and we don't feel like Googling and messing with the runes anymore. Yeah, because also when you pick your runes, they're going to synergize with certain items better so if you don't know what the rune does and you don't know what the item does and you don't know how they work together you might not use them correctly like if you run a first strike and you don't understand that it's the first you know 2.5 seconds whatever of damage that's getting you the extra gold income and everything um and you're using it with like halo blades or sorry if you're not if you're using that and then you're using like uh, an item sorry not halo blades but um a item that uh has like an empowered auto right Trinity Force. I don't know why. Just give it a hit. Um, so if you got Trinity Force built and you're running, uh, you're running that. You you want those first couple of attacks to do your power attacks because the more damage you do, the more gold you get. Um, if you don't understand that synergy, you're not using that item to its full benefit. Uh, or like you know, there's uh, items that like Rocket Belt. Right, rocket belt can be used. It's a dash, but it also does damage. So, do you use the dash to dodge, or are you using it to do damage? Well, what runes are you running? Are you know? It's. I mean, technically, you can use it for both anyway. But you know, just the the synergy between items and the runes you pick are also a large or pretty big thing. That help at all, Tyler? I hope it did. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Like the uh, the item he just said, uh, like that makes sense, or at least in my head. We're going to go with that. Again, somebody that's not really entirely a professional at this or anything like that or even experienced. Um, that particular item sounds like, or a rune, whatever it was. I think it was an item. Um, sounds like it would work really well with uh, like the jungle character that I've been playing around with, uh, Master Yi, as in that would his whole kit is dash, do speed damage, get out dash do speed damage, do a lot of damage and a lot, uh, really quickly and get out. So dashing faster would sounds like it would be a great benefit well you could you could use that on ye but the problem with ye is you actually towards the mid to the end game the the reason that ye gets so ridiculous is because his q starts becoming on such a short cooldown that he's bouncing around untargetable and his autos start doing so much damage you're actually better off running like lethal tempo or or conqueror for the longevity of the fight because the longer the fight goes on he's just going to keep on smashing people um, you would get there faster with first strike because you'd get the gold faster, but then towards the end of the game, I mean, and that's just, again, synergy ramping. What type of gameplay are you doing? What, who are you against? If you're a bunch of, if you're a bunch 
against a bunch of squishies, and then you're not worrying about it being a long fight because you're just going to wreck everyone. And yeah, you run first strike, you get to that power spike faster, and you just start smashing. But like, if they've got a couple tanks, especially if they got like you know somebody you're going to need to avoid, like a Ramus or something, then you're not going to be want to not really going to want to run first strike as much. You're want to you're going to want to ramp up and scale and get your items. Um, so it we you it also your play style changes, right? If you're playing, you know, a mid laner, let's say you're playing Ari mid. And their whole team just looks like pure chunk, right? Ari, normally you build Luden's Echo. Um, but let's say you see the Orn enemy top laner just getting fed. Like, you're not going to want to probably run Luden's Echo unless, you know, you're looking to assassinate other people and then you're looking for that, you know, lane to win. But you might build Leandry's Torment because it does percent health damage. So you might literally mid-game change your game plan on what items you're going to build depending on what is going on in the game you know who's getting fed who you're gonna have to deal with um you know that i mean i don't know how many times i've i've hated it but i've had to build like you know a qss for uh a zareth or um or i mean sorry not a zareth a um um so red bear uh the big thing i i would like to ask you as a new player is how do you feel that riot does like towards teaching you how to play the game like how to use pings or how to use items or, you know, what lane you should do, what the lane's jobs are. Like, how do you feel they do with that? Uh, it's kind of here and there. Um, so they, when you, if you sit there and go through the tutorial and I'm, I'm sure you guys haven't done that in a while. Um, but if you sit there and go through the tutorial, it kind of gives you, um, I think the last uh, two times I did it because I forgot the password to an account um, and had to remake one, it literally handed me misfortune and was like, here you go, you're going to go down the bot lane, there's no one else with you, so you're just going to pretty much learn that there's four to, four, you know, like, what, eight buttons all together that you use, Um and they kind of say, okay, here's the shop, and here's this list of items, um, but they really don't get into the fact other than what they suggest, and so therefore that gets into the whole um, situation what Chrome's talking about of you might not be using the best items for that situation. Um, to my knowledge, uh, from because uh, I just ran this maybe a couple weeks ago, so I'm trying to remember all this, uh, they don't really teach you how to ping um, or how to go through the shop and look. Um, they really don't teach you that when you're in the middle of a game, you really don't have the freaking time either. Um, so, and they really don't touch on the runes at all. If you want to learn how to ping... It's really easy. So there only used to be four pings. Now I think there's like eight or how I think, I don't know. They, they added a whole bunch this new season. So all you're doing is you're on control, right click at the same time. Then a little a spin wheel will come up, like a little wheel. And it'll have all the different pings you need. I only use assist, danger, and question mark for when my lane's missing. That's it. All the rest of them I could care less about. I don't agree with the new ones they put in. Um, but that that's really the only way you're gonna ping. So it's control, holding control, holding right click at the same time, and then you can drag around the wheel. And you want to click assist, hover over assist, you let go of both your buttons, and poof, there's your mom. You got to assist ping on the map. I don't know. I've been using the uh, bait uh, ping a lot as a jungler. I mean, okay, so it's viable for you, but for me as a support man, I don't think a lot of them. Maybe okay, yeah. we can go bait, bait fine, <laughs> but the rest of them they don't. Yeah. Like, 
like the I need vision here. If you if you're playing like I'm silver, still surprised I haven't up went anywhere. But if you're in a silver lobby and your ADC needs to tell you where to put a ward, you shouldn't be playing support. It's that simple. We're not gonna go down that rabbit hole. I'm not I'm just not going on tangent. Anything else, uh, Red Bear, that you could think of you need us to help you with? Um, not off the top of my head. I mean, I know there's definitely more stuff, um, but it's kind of one of those things where I think of it in the situation and then, you know, I get out of the game and it just slips out of my head, you know? Do you understand the terminology of like, like, uh, let's say mitigating, do you know what mitigating means for when you're like tanking? Trying to lessen the amount of damage that you're eating. Yeah. Yes and no. Or, or, or vice versa, lessen the amount of da- like try and make yourself the stone wall that's in between everybody else, so that you're mitigating the amount of damage they're taking and managing the situation. Yeah, I mean, technically, mitigation in the game is damage that you mitigated with a shield or some other ability that like makes you take half damage or something like that. That's damage mitigation. Um, when you're just when you're trying to be out in the front line and and you know being people's way, that's just you're tanking. You're 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 trying to crowd control your CC. Yeah. Uh, so mitigating, I mean, that's really it. I mean, it's, you're lessening the, the blow, right? So you're trying to take as much damage as you can for your team. If you're frontlining, uh, so you're trying to mitigate that damage for, let's say your ADC in the back line, like say I'm playing Brom and I throw up my shield, which mitigates the damage for my Ash, so she doesn't take any damage. Well, she's going to, but it's a very small percentage of what she would actually take. Um, also, another thing I just thought about, um, do you understand, like, your your summoners, your summoner abilities? Like, do you understand what ones should be played where, or what, not where they should be played, but where they're mostly played in and what lanes and what they do? Um. So... Uh, to get to that question, it's kind of like a yes and no question. So, um, like for, we'll take Master Yi, for example, cause that's again, the one that I've been playing. Um, like I know that he's a jungler and I know that his roles as a jungler are to, you know, try and clear, um, get his clear and then also, um, gank and help out when he can. Um, but the, one of the things that I find aggravating with, um, how Riot has the website set up and the app set up is that it doesn't really tell you which champions go where, or at least if it does, I don't see it and I'm just blind. Um, So it's trying to figure out, at least with talking to other people, what is this champion for? Um, Once I know where the champion's supposed to be, then it's okay. I know what their roles are, you know? Well, that's kind of the sticky thing about League is that... Like Vi, I, I know I keep falling back on Vi, but she's my main. I can play Vi mid, I can play Vi top, and I can play Vi jungle. So it, a champ doesn't necessarily only play in one lane always. Uh, so just knowing the champ and what they do is more important, I feel, than knowing supposedly what quote-unquote their lane is. Do you okay. know what summoner abilities do? Summoner ability. Uh, okay, so you're talking about their uh, their Q, their WD. No. Um, well, no. So, okay. No. <laughs> All right, here we go. There is a multiple amount of summoner abilities, right? Um, so you got flash, ignite, 
Teleport, ghost, cleanse, heal, exhaust. I think that's all of them. Okay, I'm tracking with what you're going. Uh, Barrier and now. smite. Barrier and smite. Not bad um, for an old man with right off the top of the head. Just saying. Right. Uh, yeah, so some of them I understand. Um, ghosting um, is basically just like a speed boost for a short period of time for you to either well i know i mostly use it to dash to get out of a situation um you can i know i've also used it and had people use it against me to catch up to me as i'm trying to get out of a situation or chase somebody down um smite as somebody playing jungle uh you definitely use that a lot when you're trying to get through your clear um later on uh, also on that on ghost you gotta remember on ghost uh it's like 24 to 48% movement speed, but also you can move through units and uh, kills or takedowns extend the duration. Okay. Did not know that. Um, but uh, so, and then I know you can also use smite on champions later on, especially after you feed your pet a little bit and it gets a little bit more aggressive. Um, as for, um, you know, heal kind of, that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, some of the other ones, no, not really, mainly because I haven't played with them or really looked into them. Um, I know one thing I, for whatever reason, can't seem to get the knack of is Flash, which sounds terrible considering I know a lot of players use Flash and it's a very useful tool, but I just, I don't know, I just can't get the knack of it. So, all right, I'm going to throw these at you and I'm going to give you the actual definition of what they mean and I'm going to tell you what I think they mean. Okay, we'll go with exhaust. Nice and easy one, right? Weakens the target enemy champion for three seconds, slowing them by 30% and reducing their damage dealt by 35%. I did not know it damage dealt by 30% and it was reducing their damage. Didn't know that. But only time I use an exhaust, I use it as a kill secure for my ADC or my team. I don't use it for anything else other than killing, kill securing, Okay. That is more of like a support item, in my opinion. Um, you got cleanse, removes all dis disables, excluding airborne, nearsight, and suppression. And summoner spell debuffs, excluding mark, which is for a rift, or not rift, um, ARAMs, don't have to worry about that. So if you go down, removes all disables and summoner spell debuffs, affecting your champion as well as granting 65% tenacity for three seconds. The cleanse is a good doesn't one. Doesn't clear Orin's ult, though. No, doesn't clear the cleanse's ult. No. We got uh, Flash, which is blinks your champion a short distance between toward the target location. So anywhere where your mouse is clicked, or not clicked, but hovering, that's where you're going to flash to. Okay? Heal. Heals your champion and the allied champion nearest to the cursor. Prioritize the most wounded allied champion if no allied champions are near the cursor. For 80 to 310 base on level. While also granting both of you 30% bonus total movement speed for one second. Champions affected by heal within 35 seconds cause suspend... Sus oh my god. Subsequent... Subsequent... I can't English. Only does fifty percent. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. It only does thirty-five. Or don't, damn, only does fifty percent effectiveness if someone heals next to you within thirty-five seconds. Barrier. He was so close to the touchdown, and then he just. I know. I fumbled the shit. Out of it. <laughs> All right. So barrier shields your champion for one hundred and five to four hundred eleven based on level for two seconds. But what they don't tell you is, is it really 
doesn't work that great. Um, it only kind of works on skill shot abilities, in my opinion. It's a, it's kind of a, I think barrier is a waste of a summoners to bring onto the rift. I don't know. It's super good if you're gonna like early duel and you need to win your level two or level three. I think it's for that. Like if you're using it for that level two or level three dueling, I think barrier is super good. If you're, you know, if you're not planning on being that aggressive dueler, then yeah, barriers, you know, towards the later in the game, it's not as good. But early, like in laning, like I said, you know, one, two, level three, I feel like barrier is actually pretty cool for, for dueling purposes anyway. Okay, I can agree with that. Um, we got Ignite. Uh, sets a target enemy champion on fire for five seconds, revealing them and dealing 70 to 410 based on level. True damage. So what they're saying when they're saying revealing is if they go in a bush, usually if you go in a bush, we lose vision of you. We can't see you. But if you're ignited, no matter where you go, I can see you for five seconds. Whether you're in a bush with a ward or not, I can still see you. Over the duration with the first tick of damage occurring briefly after the cast and subsequent ticks occurring every 1.056 seconds after the previous. The target is also infected with grievous wounds for the same duration. So in my opinion, Ignite is more of a kill secure for myself if I'm playing in a different lane, especially mid. Mid and top laners run Ignite a lot. I run it as a support for kill secure for my ADC. If it's early and they don't think they can kill them, I'm going to Ignite them. So when they walk back under their tower, we're still going to kill the, you know, secure that kill and be ahead in lane and gold. I like running Ignite on champions that already have a dash that I, you know, that I can play around. So, like, if I'm playing in the jungle and I'm playing uh, uh, Zach, I like running, especially, well, it depends on, obviously, team comp, but I love running Ignite and Smite on Zach in the jungle because it's freaking hilarious to just, you know, E in from nowhere and then they're ignited. Yeah. Um, good time. Uh, so here's a good question, and uh, the only reason it popped into my head um, is because you just were reading a thing that said it. Um, I've seen this a couple times with uh, whether it's abilities or, so, or something else. What is true damage? What is true damage? It, it, like I don't understand the difference between true damage and w what are the other kinds of damage. Karam, you want to give me your definition? So, yeah, sure. So your champion has magic resist and armor uh armor being for against physical damage um when you're doing true damage it means it's um it's going like all it's going past that and doing purely damage to your health bar no mitigation is being taken so like lethality if you stack armor and i'm i'm not going to try to do the actual math because i'm i'm not going to go there but in general you if you stack armor right well, if you have more lethality than they have armor, that means you're going to do pure damage to their health bar and none of your damage is going to be mitigated by their armor because your lethality is taking it away. Um, same with magic resist if you're running uh, uh, mad magic pen. Uh, if they have only a little bit of magic resist and you have more magic pin than they have magic resist, you're going to do true damage to their health bar. And then there's also champions that have abilities and skills that do true damage just period in a story they just do true damage so it's just in their kits like bell cause 
Bree Belkaz, when you get um, his passive stacked all the way up on someone, he just starts to do true damage. So now, if his passive is stacked all the way on you, it doesn't matter how much magic resist or whatever you have on you, it's just going to do pure damage to your health bar. Yep. So that is actually a very good definition of true damage. Very good explanation. The true definition of true damage is shit. Uh, true damage is one of the three types of basic damage in League of Legends. True damage ignores incoming damage reduction. Example, exhaust. Incoming damage info, amplification, as in last stand, unless otherwise stated. Does that help you, or would Chrome's definition help you more? Chrome's definition definitely helped more. <laughs> um because and this is uh, again this could Thanks, be right hey if you you know want to hire me yeah you right? can dumb it down for us dumb people right because you know what here, <laughs> here's the thing um you know again as a newer player or because i play a lot of video games um not so much things like um uh, league of legends or just games like that in general but uh when you get into other games that are a lot of single player games like I play, like, yeah, you talk about magic damage, you talk about physical damage, you talk about armor, but there is no quote unquote true damage. So in my head, when I was reading that, or I hear that I hear true damage, uh, my entire brain went, so what do you mean? Because to me, as somebody coming out from the outside, looking in or just getting into this true damage is just damage in, in my head. You know, like that's okay. Yeah, I might be. You might be able to make the argument of getting past armor, but uh, any kind of mitigation or, like, uh, Riot said, you know, that it, it ignores this, that, or the third. Like that doesn't. That's not blatantly obvious just in the statement of the word itself. Yeah, I mean, it's just true. True damage is unmitigated damage. It means you're taking it all to the face yeah. without being able to stop any of it. So. Uh... There is three different types of damage in League of Legends. Here is the three different types of damage in League of Legends per Riot. I would disagree. I think there's a fourth type of damage, but I'll let you finish. Physical, magical, and true damage. Damage is basically the opposite of health. No shit. If you take damage, you lose health. No. If you lose all your health, you die. Oh my god. Unless a special effect comes into play, like Zillion Ultimate. D d so this is what blows my mind about Riot, and this is this is one of the things that pisses me off. They give you that really dumb definition, right? Like you're fucking dumb with that definition. But then they hit you with true damage is one of the three types of basic damage of League of Legends. True damage ignores incoming damage reduction and incoming damage amplification. Really? Where is the in between there? Hey, and where yeah. they haven't they didn't list the mental damage that you take playing this game and physical. I mean, come on now. And physical. Wait. Physical on there? Shit, physical's on there. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, physical's on there. Mental damage, the tilt factor, man. That's the fourth that's the fourth invisible type of damage that uh that League uh, refuses to acknowledge. I mean, at that point you could also go into financial damage because you get mad enough to throw a mouse or a keyboard across the room. Yeah, so... Cap Neil threw his headset the other day. It was pretty funny. Yep. So, all right. Back um, to the abilities. Yeah. Back to the, uh, they're done. Um, the only one I didn't do with pure definition teleport. would be smite and teleport. Smite deals 600 true damage to the target medium slash large monster, every minion and or pet. Um, transforms into unleashed smite once a jungle pet is fed 20 treats. 
So Unleash Smite goes and deals 900 true damage to the target medium slash large monster. Enemy minion or pet can be cast on enemy champions to deal 80 to 160 base damage per own level. True damage and slows the target by 20% for 2 seconds. Then it transforms into Primal Smite. And Primal Smite is monstrously long. Or it goes into, you know, it's just, you do more damage. So it starts off at 600 true damage, goes up to 900, then it goes up to 1200 true damage. To target medium or large monster, enemy minion or pet, 50% of that damage to all nearby monsters can be cast on enemy champions dealing 80 to 160 base damage on level. True damage and slows target about 20% for two seconds. That's really it. And then teleport. After channeling for four seconds, removes any home start or home guard buff and blanks your champion to the target allied turret upgrades to unleash teleport at 14 minutes. Unleash teleport is after channeling for four seconds, removes any home start or home guard buff and blinks your champion to the target target allied turret minion and or ward on a on, damn on arrival grants 50% bonus total movement speed for three seconds. So what it means is, is you can teleport from base or you can teleport from anywhere on the map as long as you're not getting hit by anything. And that- well, and there's also there's also little interactions with the, some of the summoner spells like teleporting to a Zat Glob makes it unkillable. Like there's little things you can do or smiting Annie's or Ivern's pets. Yeah. Yep, you can smite pets. So like... If uh, Annie throws her, you know, bear out there, you can smite it and do a huge chunk of damage to it really quickly. So, I mean, there there's little little stuff. I, uh, I don't know if it still works. It used to be if you were on uh, Malzahar and you barriered right before a spell hit you and it didn't break the barrier, it actually keep your spell shield up. I don't know if that still works or if they fix that or what, but you used to be able to do stuff like that. So there are little cool interactions that you find through the game that some are supposed to do that are very, you know, character specific, but are pretty cool. I think Shen can ult to a glob too. Not for sure on that one. I don't know. This one, this question is going to be for Chrome real quick. Cause Chrome has been playing league as long as I have. How many removed summer spells is there in league of legends? Six, 14. Oh, Wow. It's Observer, Garrison, Revive, Stiffle, Surge, Backtrack, Fortify, Rally, Promote, Clairvoyance, Blasting Smite, Scavenging Smite, Challenging Smite, and Chilling Smite. Yeah, I knew the four Smites. I remember that. I did, the other ones are probably pre, pre when I played. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't start till Season 6, I think. Oh, well. Season 5 or 6. Uh, they're pretty neat. Observer permanently grants sight of the entire map exclusively from your perspective and causes your champion to vanish. That's pretty neat. Garrison. That sounds oppressive. Garrison's dumb. Stiffle. Silences a target enemy champion for three seconds and removes any beneficial buffs they have. That's pretty dope. Uh, yeah. The rest of them are non important Sorry, went off on a tangent. Sorry. (laughs) That one summer spell sounds like a freaking uh, Twisted Fate ult, but a summer spell. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So you said you're playing in the jungle, Red Bear, and you're playing Master Yi. How do you... So last episode... I'll leave him alone. He's new. 
<laughs> but I say, my, mind you, I also didn't have a whole lot of junglers to pick from to begin with, because uh, like Slim did a uh, Slim did not, uh, no pickings over here on uh, when it comes to champions at least. Yeah. Oh, he's not nearly as bad as he used to be either. He still sucks, but he's not as bad as he used to be. I, I don't know. I like you know. I I used the practice tool um with both Yi and Warwick, and it just Yi felt felt a little bit more comfortable. So that's why I've been. Oh, there's been points where all you have to do is roll your face on the keyboard, wait for three items, and you win the game on ye. And he's thankfully not in that spot right now. I mean, you say that, but I would really like the blue essence that would come from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, there's there's a... Uh, e is... Uh, just, I, I, I just don't like E. Uh, I've never, I, they've made him better, I think with the, uh, skill expression and stuff. And he, I understand he's a, a low elo early, early player champion. He's, you know, easy to learn. Um, and like I said, they tried to, with his now coming out of his queue in different directions and stuff, they've tried to give him skill progression. Uh, but I've just never, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like he's just always been like one of those, one of those champs when we're in, he does get completely fed. It just almost feels like there's no stopping him. Like it just, it gets, he's like a lot of those snowball champs where it's just like, you just shake your head and be like, all right, I guess this game's over. Yeah. Um, so we talked about this in the last episode of Red Bear and Master Yi was on the list of champions for new players to learn how to play because they're easy. Now, they were saying that Master Yi is severely easy to use. The only thing you really need to learn how to use is his ultimate. Do you think that statement is true? So, his ultimate. Um, unparalleled agility, temporarily increasing his movement speed and attack speed, as well as making him immune to all slowing effects while active champion kills or assists, extends Highlander's duration, passively reduces his cooldown for his other abilities on a kill or assist. So, yes, it, it is a little tricky, um, as in it kind of feels, in a way, it kind of feels like his Q. Um but I know the last game that I played with using him, I started getting the hang of it a little bit more, and I was starting to understand more of trying to um, it, pretty much use it as a cooldown. So it, it, you can kind of use it as like an execution, I, I, I would say, but... Um, which I guess is its primary its primary component, um, considering it gets extended um, as long as you keep getting the kills or the damage, as it states. Um, but where I was finding it to be more useful was um, not the last hit, but the second to last hit to get cooldown and finish a cooldown so then I can go in with my Q, um, much like you would turn around to use his W to um, kind of restart his auto attack when you're farming. So what I would highly suggest, Red Bear, on uh, on Yi, is the be like some of the best Yi players, these, the Q to actually dodge skill shots and targeted, actually. That's the dumb part. So if you throw a targeted ability at him even if it's a point and click and he cues it'll drop away so if if you're running in with your ult just run in with your ult because they're not going to slow you start smashing their face in and wait for them to try to throw something and then cue and dodge it 
like that's actually like the best way you can queue if, in a one v one duel. It's maybe a little different when you've got like multiple people, but his queue can be oppressively good when used to actually dodge. Okay, sounds sounds like a like a plan. Um, I know uh, more or less what I was doing, or at least in the last game, because this was just two days ago. So um, I was more or less like I would um, queue to initiate. Um, at least when I was like in a one v one, queue to in- initiate, and then um, once I was doing damage um, where I could get start chewing down their health, I would either do his E, um, and then follow up with his R, and then either um, a Q or an E if I got one of them in time. Like I said, to cut, try and uh, reduce the cooldown using the R that way, um, or you know, just go if lower levels when they were squishy enough, just Q E R um Q E R and then move on to the next guy. Cause then by that point, other than other than my alt, my um my cooldowns were pretty much done. Um, you know, uh and you know, his W's kind of just there. It's great for resetting his auto attack, but it's also a heal. So, you know, use that whenever you can. It's also damage mitigation, so you use it if you're going to eat a skill and yep. you don't have any way to do anything, but you, you just flash, hit W, eat the skill shot, then come out of it. Um, I, I, in that particular game, the one time uh, I was going to get uh, hit by three different champions, um, they were all converging on me, and I kind of, um, I had like... I want to say it was like three seconds left before um, I could my ghosting was up, so I popped that and um, was able to live long enough for my ghosting to uh, hit and just ran right out of that whole situation and gotta go. Look at yeah, you, Larden. I, I would highly suggest if you like these kind of you know smack stick play style, play Bellbath. She's a better E with like just better abilities. Like, um. Like I said, like I said, I, I kind of like I said, I played I played it around in the practice tool. Um, you felt more comfortable in Warwick. Uh, I, he just I, I know you can get items to make movement speed faster. And as you level up, you, you get a little bit better at movement speed. But early game, he just felt slow and heavy and I wasn't really comfortable with that. So that's why I kind of went with Yi because. I really didn't have a whole lot of other jungle picks. Um, I'm also still trying to understand the whole role of jungle. Um, the most of the little bit of what I've played to get me up to level 10 was top lane. But the only thing we've, I learned in top lane is that I don't belong there. All I do is feed. Um, so, you know, learning top lane is a a dueler's paradise. Unfortunately, like that, that, that is that top lane. And my, my, what hurt, what hurts me the most is I, I, again, I don't know if it's just me trying to learn league as a whole, or if it's me trying to take years of playing anything that was nothing like league and then switching over to league. I was always, um, somebody that was either, uh, quick get in, quick, uh, quick get out kind of fighter in all kinds of games or just, I need range. I need to be able to poke the hell out of you. Um, like archers for the longest time in a lot of different other games were my play style. Um, so being in top lane where it's a lot of bruisers, it, it, like for example, Garen, because that was what I was playing the most mostly as. Like, yeah, I can get a good 
a, not so much AOE, but I can get a good sizable area when you're um, using his little spin around thing. But yet by the same token, I'm getting out poked by things like a Cho'Gath and whatever. And it just it felt very frustrating to know that I could take that champion and just demolish what was in front of me. But I can't get to him first. Yeah, getting cut. Well, and that's just, I think that comes into like for new players learning which lane you want to be in too, because you are going to face certain champs most of the time in certain lanes. And I, as it, if you don't feel good in a lane, don't stay in it. Go try another lane, especially when you're first starting out because you don't know what you're going to like. Like you were saying, you like archers. I'm like, that. that's that's ADC. Um, yeah, like in and out. That's uh, my fault. I, I told him to go top lane because at the time I had an ADC. And then Tyler, he, I he, didn't uh, know that you like those type of champion. If that's the case, you can come down to bot lane and be my ADC, and I can coach you a lot easier than trying to coach you in the jungle. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, and that's I, I would also. I mean, we can try that. Um, I went to jungle off of your suggestion as well. Um, like I said, I do. I definitely feels more comfortable there. Um, than top lane d- did, especially considering well, I can. Um. I get into situations where I can gank and then I have people around me. And then like with ye, I don't need range cause I can be right there in a second anyway. Um, but, uh, no, definitely. Well, there's lots of, there's lots of junglers that are the in and out that you like to do to the roguelike, like Rengar, Kha'Zix, uh, Evelyn. Evelyn's freaking camouflage 90% of the time. She is the in and out champion. That, so she was actually the next one on my list to try and get out of blue essence to play around. Yeah, with she, her. she takes a little bit of getting used to, she takes a little while to learn, but, um, she's super strong right now. And she's, you know, something about, you know, an assassin that's like two and O oh, and you can't tell where she's at at any given time is a little rough. It's, um, it's, it's, she's like nocturne. She's a little bit hard to deal with. I don't, I don't know if it was just because of the absolute dog water, as the kids say, um, Elo that I was in, but I, uh, that last game when I was playing, um, E, um, I was actually up against an Evelyn, uh, jungler. And, um, for the longest time, she was just nothing for me to, like it was not a problem to deal with her. Um, the the actual main problem that we had uh, was the I forget what uh, what what the name of that champion was that was up on top, but uh, the guy the guy that was up on top on our team was playing a Cho'Gath and he kept disconnecting, and it would take the game like three seconds to realize that he disconnected, so it just kept feeding the top laner on the other team. Um, I think it was, uh, hold on. I can't, let me pull up the champion list and I will tell you. Um, in the meantime, what does he do? it was, it was a female champion. I, I, like I said, I'm trying to learn. So, Fiora? Um, it wasn't Fiora. I think it started with an S to be honest Gwen? with you. Yeah. Uh, Shana, uh, not Senna, not Sierra, Samara. Sivir. I think it was a, I, I think, it, no, I think it was a Syndra to be honest with you. Uh, that goes in the cheese pick if there ever was one. It, it was definitely either a Syndra or um, a Senna. I, I, I really can't remember. Um, but it was just, you know, a very yeah, it's very difficult to deal with. Taking a range champion top into like a Cho'Gath or something is a good way to win early lane. 
if the Cho'Gath was smart, he just sits under his tower of farms and eventually eats the crap out of that ADC. But that just depends. I mean, he he really was trying. Like I said, he kept disconnecting um, and it wasn't it was just enough time for her to just grab him and go grab him and go grab him. and so meanwhile we had um like a garen mid versus a vigar mid and i mean don't get me wrong the garen and towards the end uh, towards the end of the game started turning it around and it was kind of me and the garen um we had like a complete role reversal of everything i somehow became like a support e as garen was just tanking and doing the damage to everything else as the chogath kept trying to disconnect and i couldn't i could not for the life of me tell you where our support or our bot lane were i'm pretty sure they were pushing their lane as we were th- uh 2v5ing the rest of the game in mid but you know hey yeah you're gonna have games like that it just happens yeah for sure um so what how do you feel the the state of the game is right now red bear like as a new player coming in here do you do you think they do a good job of explaining like i I know i've asked it already but it's just like i don't know i feel like there's more to it like i don't think they explain anything to new players like you don't understand any of the lingo that any of the players are using in any higher elo, right? So if we're in a game, all three of us, and Chrome is ganking my lane, and you're, let's say, my ADC, and I'm sitting here trying to tell you, you know, we need a bait, we need to pull out, we need a bait, or I'm going to tell you they have, the, you know, there's no sums, you know, or anything like that, you're going to ask me, okay, well, bait you can probably understand, that's pretty easy, but no sums, sums from cooldown or... You know, worth or anything like that. So even if we go, prio. Into, yeah, prio. Like, there's just so much. I don't think they teach these younger, not younger, but newer players, and it drives me nuts. Um. So as far as the lingo goes, like uh, some of it, I uh, from what I've gathered, at least seems to be like an official language for league. Like, um, prio obviously means the la- the lane has priority, and uh, mind you, I know that from listening to this podcast. Haha. Um. But that being said, like no sums. Like I have a couple guesses as to what that could mean. Um, baiting, yes, is pretty obvious. Um, you kind of want to go out there and drag them to a point where the jungler then can get behind them, and then we can, you know, do like a pincer uh, maneuver upon them. Um, but no, like I said earlier, there's, there is a lot in when it comes to, um, summoner abilities, runes, uh, items, selecting the right items, um... Uh, like there's just uh, and the coverage of the different roles and stuff like that that they definitely could rework the tutorial and add in a lot more information um you know uh and then there is a aspect of the lingo that seems that it's more or less what players have used and has become the accepted norm um into what is used to the point where it's even done by the professionals, but it was right. Never intended for this language to be used. It, it, again, it just seems like that, but as somebody that's coming into this fresh and new, it, it is a little bit daunting because it's, uh, there's a metric 
a, a metric ton amount of amount of information that you're trying to absorb and you're not really sure what direction to start in and you i know people are like oh go on to youtube watch a beginner's guide i've watched a lot of beginner's guides on different champions on different lanes and whatever and there are some guys that do a great job of explaining what your lane's role is um and some of them do an okay job at explaining champions, but a really in-depth explanation on each individual champion I have yet to find. Um, a really in-depth explanation of the game as a whole and items and stuff like that I have yet to find. Um, for example, uh, there was a guy, I'm not going to drop his name, only because, you know, hey, um, I don't want to make some people upset. Um, he does a almost like a beginner's guide for a bunch of the different junglers. Um, and he does a good a job of explaining what he's doing and why he's doing it, but he never at any point explains what the jungler's purpose is or what the different abilities for each champion that he's playing is. Like, I watched him play a Rangar, I watched him play a Yi, I watched him play um, a Shaco, and okay... You never explained to me what their abilities were or what their different what their alt does. You just showed me that, that uh, that's great. But if I don't know all the ins and outs, I cannot execute it correctly. I uh, yeah no, I agree with that. I also want to say I appreciate the fact that you're trying not to blow that other person's spot up. But here on Riff Raid, you blow everyone's shit up because you know what? We don't care, and no one listens to our podcast anyway. So you can blow up whoever you want. Doesn't matter. I appreciate it. <laughs> I figured I'd, I figured I'd I'd try and help you let this grow and then nah, start, <laughs> then start just uh, t scorching the earth because then that way you have the following base. We're like, oh, fuck yeah, fuck that other guy. No, I need a following base. I got me and myself, and my dog. Fuck it. So burn those bridges. Yeah, right. Fucking burn them before they've been built. Can't hurt yourself if they're not there. Can't burn air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you can't hurt me if I don't exist. <laughs> Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna call it here. I think this is a good place to end it. Um, Rebbe, I hope we helped you out at all. You know, just a little bit. I mean, there there's a plethora oh, of stuff. You know, we can go on for hours about this stuff. If we could just help a little bit, I feel accomplished. Oh yeah. Can I just touch real quick before we bounce out oh, on yeah. the no sums? Because he was asking about the no sums. Oh yeah. So ahead. no sums means no summoner spells, which means like flash down. And if you're gonna continue to play jungle. No sums is a huge thing. Oh. If you go mid and your 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 gank fails because they flashed away, that means you rotate through your jungle, get your health back up, and you go back again because this time they're not gonna be able to flash away. No okay. Sums. Yeah. Okay. So no, uh, I got you now. Okay. So that and that was one of my guesses is um, basically um, that their summoners' abilities are down, so therefore that's the pr uh, the priority time uh to gank or the prime time to gank simply because at that point they're they're not going to be able to mitigate they're not going to be able to counter they're not going to be able to run away you're going to be well, able to push out as much as you want onto and them. sometimes sometimes it works even for your laner because if i can let's say i'm playing with captain neil and he's playing ari and he's playing against a Zareth, right mm -hmm. Zareth's very immobile but he's got a stun he does a lot of poke damage if i can bait get his flash when i come through run by gank i might not kill him but now neil knows that he has prio in his lane because now that zareth is flashless and if neil lands his combo he's gonna kill him because he's you know squishy like zareth saving grace against denari is trying to chunk her down so you can help your laners even if you don't get the kill 
as long as they're smart about it and they're being, you know, make sure that they're not going to get ganked. But, you know, so you can influence lanes even if you don't always get the kill, even though you'd rather get the kill. I mean, that makes sense. Look at you, Gal. I'm so proud of you, Chrome. That was very good. Very good explanation. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> we got anything else? Uh, no. no, I just wanted to touch on that because he said the no sums thing. No, so you're fine. I sure missed it. Cover that. No, I'm, I'm, I missed it. I'm pretty sure I'm braided on questions at this moment. I'm sure we'll go play a game here in like five minutes, ten minutes, and I'll have like 18 more. But, you know, hi. Hey. Well, we can always have you on again. Hey, also, more than happy. Oh, yeah. Also, guys, just don't forget, we also made the Instagram. Um, it's rift underscore rage on Instagram. Uh, we're going to give sneak peeks sometimes. Not, I wouldn't guarantee every week, but sometimes I'll be giving sneak peeks of what the episodes are going to be called, what we're going to talk about, who the guests are, if there are guests, anything like that. Also, if you guys would like to be on the podcast, uh, there is another way of reaching out to us is through the Discord, or not the Discord, the Instagram. Uh, which is Rift underscore Rage again. I want to say thank you to Red Bear for coming in and letting us melt his brain with our little bit of League of Legends knowledge that we have and what the internet also has to tell him. I'm sure there's a couple of you guys at home that are going to sit here and tell me I'm wrong and that's not what that means and blah, 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 because I already had that about last week's episode per the definitions on their website through Riot, just so we're all on the same page as what I use, Okay. Um, I want also for all you critics, go fuck yourself. Yeah, really. I mean, I don't really give a fuck. I don't get paid to do this. I just do this for fun. So I appreciate the criticism. I do, but at the same time, I don't really. I don't give Screw a fuck. Guys. I don't care. <laughs> That's why my name is Rifrace because I don't give a fuck about nothing. Um, well, hope you guys have a good Monday. Make sure you guys tell your boss good morning, buy him a cup of coffee, maybe get a raise, you know, a little raise something because you know our country's going in the shit with inflation so hope you guys all have a good monday we'll talk to you guys next week i'll see you guys later later <laughs>